Good evening to the Journey Podcast. I don't know what happened there. I'm your host, Joseph Bryant. Uh, this is episode 79. And right, there's a couple of the things that have changed. So um, what I've started doing now is actually... Um, so this is episode three. Sorry, episode three. Sorry, season three, episode three. But what the fuck is going on in my mind today? There's that. This episode is 79. So what I've started doing... Is every episode I've labeled the numbers um, the same as Joe Rogan? I, I, I fucking know. Uh, just to document how many I've done. I think it'd be a good achievement to document how many I've done, just to show how far I've come and maybe in the long run inspire people to see the sort of long journey of it and to understand that it's a long run to however they want to achieve. Anyway, as I did mention previously, that I've been. I did say that I would do a lot of episodes on personal development and I would also do episodes on things that happen in, in the world. So social stories, um, things that happen in the news, things on social media, stories that probably everyone knows about, but just talk about a bit more. Uh, so what I'm going to do is one personal development um, episode and another um, a social story. Right. So in the last episode, we talked about how to get shredded and in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, a political movement in the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022, more specifically, the LGBT+. Now, this is obviously a very big topic. LGBT has been on the rise massively in the past couple of years, especially after 2010 and whatnot. And this is something that I just I want to talk about because it's new, it's relevant, and there's a lot to talk about it. So you're probably wondering, uh, Joe, what happened in the LGBT um, movement around the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022? So there's a couple of things you need to understand. First of all, Qatar as a country does not allow rights to the LGBT. There are actually criminal laws that can happen. If you are found to be in the LGBT range, so that's you know, gay, lesbian, bisexual, or trans, then you can actually have some laws put against you. Uh, I believe there's laws of a three years in prison. And you can also get a fine as well. So they take it very seriously. And this has been there for, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands, uh, thousands of years. And you also got to remember that Qatar is a predominant Muslim country. That's the main religion. Um, and of course, in the religious text in the Quran, it is not agreeing with same sex. There are some um, actual teachings against same sex and how they're punished and whatnot. I don't know specifically of what the punishment is. I think it's um, uh, death or something like that. Uh, but there are some strict rules against it. So overall, that message, um, being the same sex is a no-go, essentially, in their country. And what was quite famous about it was uh, for two games. The first game was Germany versus Japan. And what happened, the second game was England versus USA, which I'll talk about after. Uh, now, what happened? So, Germany, uh, before they flew in, they came in on a plane, which on the plane said, diversity always wins. Now, the reason being is because in Germany, the LGBT rights there are huge. Uh, they do agree with it massively. Uh, just checking out, I've got the page up already. It said that um, it, LGBT has evolved significantly over the course of the last decades. 
During the 1920s and early 30s, lesbian and gay people in Berlin were generally tolerated society, and many bars and clubs specifically pertaining to gay men were open. Although same sex between men and um, had already been made legal under the paragraph 175 by the German Empire in 1871. Nazi Germany extended these laws during World War II, which resulted in the persecution and deaths of thousands of homosexual citizens. The Nazi extensions were replaced in 1950, and same sexual activity between men was decriminalized in both uh, East and West Germany. In 1968 and 1969, respectively. The age of consent was equalized to 14 in East Germany in 1988 and uh, unified in Germany in 1994. That is quite mad, to be fair. I think uh, the age of consent of 14 is pretty low. I think 16 is perfect age. Mainly because like your body's still growing, you're still going through puberty. I think it's very young, and especially that age, you're very immature. You don't have much maturity, much. Um, you don't take much common sense or much logic into your way of thinking. I know from personal experience, so I think that 14 is definitely too young. But that's something completely different, anyway. So there is that. They came in on a plane, they came to Qatar, knowing about the laws and the regulations in Qatar and their religion and whatnot. And I think, you know, whenever you go into anyone's country, you've got to respect their grounds, right? I imagine if I went into someone's house and one of their rules was um, you can come in, just make sure you wipe your shoes when you come in because I don't want any mud on the floor. Well, basically what Germany did was just uh, go into someone's house with their muddy shoes and leave a bit of mess on the floor. That's essentially what they did, right? Because they flew into their country, they know the laws and regulations there and they were warned by guitar that if um, the captain, which is Manuel Neuer, one of the greatest goalkeepers in the world and to ever live, um, is the captain of the gym. He wore the armband, which says one love. If you don't know what one love is, one love is an armband with a love symbol on it. And it's got the LGBT colors on it, you know, the rainbow and whatnot. And uh, he was told by Qatar that if he was to wear that in the World Cup, he would get fined 30 grand and have a yellow card. Now, there were a lot of people saying before that um, he, if he really did respect the LGBT, should go along with that, wear the armband, and then just switch the captains every single game. So they can each take a stand for him and promote him, whatnot. Um, now, there's a couple of thoughts on it. Would you really want to risk 30 grand and a yellow card to just endorse a political movement? which is more appropriate for political environments in which the whole world already knows about. And you're also doing it in a country where it's illegal as well. So personally, no, I don't think that's a good idea. But of course, everyone has their rights. So if you want to do that, go ahead. He said in an interview that he was still going to wear it either way. Um, because, he, you know, German rights around LGBT are huge there. They believe in it massively. So he was like, no, human rights, everyone has rights, we should endorse that, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the whole world's thinking, right, he's going to go in and wear the armband. Next thing you know, he went to the match, no one was wearing the armband, Manuel wasn't wearing the armband. However, this is a thing in club and international level. Before the game, the teams take group photos. And what Germany did in the group photo was uh, they took a photo of all of them covering their mouths. 
um, as a, a symbol of supporting the LGBT and human rights and whatnot. Now, the reason why this is actually really bad was because they were basically protesting that political movement, not only Qatar, but while Japan were there. And Japan's rights uh, laws against LGBT, um, they're against the LGBT as well. It says here, the LGBT people in Japan face legal challenges not experienced by non-LGBT residents, although the social component is more reliable than in many Asian countries. Same-sex activity... So I think that means that in more Asian countries, it is accepted there, right? Uh, but anyway, same-sex activity was criminalized on briefly in Japan's history between 1872 and 1880, which a localized version of the Napoleonic Penal Code was adopted with an equal age of consent. <coughs> same-sex households headed by same-sex couples are ineligible for the legal protections <coughs> available to opposite-sex couples. Although since 2015, some cities and prefectures offer symbolic partnership certificates to recognize the relationships of same-sex couples. Japan is the only country in the G7 that does not legally recognize the same-sex unions in any form. Uh, which is the G7, I just looked, is the um, top seven countries. Um, let's see. It's, it's an intergovernmental political form. Um, so where they make all their political and government movements, they all make it and agree with it there. So G7, group of seven people. That includes Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Now, of all those seven, they are the only country which does not allow LGBT rights. <laughs> that G7, just to let you know, is members uh, account... Um, so the G7... The members there, so members in that group, account for over half of the global net worth at over 200 trillion. So the G7 members, not even the people within that country, but the G7 members, so the political members within that uh, government group, they account for over 200 trillion of the world's money, right? And that is... That's the world, that's insane. Over half of the global network just in that group. Also, 32 to 46 percent of global gross domestic product and 10 percent of the world's population. Because the gross domestic product, I believe, is things like you know, food and drink and all that. Yeah, all final goods. Um, Yeah, so all things regarding cost of living. So that's things like, you know, your, your groceries, basically. Um, 32 to 46% of global... That, that's, again, almost half of the production there. And... And also those seven... But also those seven countries are 10% of the world's population. Right? So 10% of the world's population is linked to... Um, we're in these G7. When I said about the um, uh, over half a global net worth, what I meant, sorry, obviously they, them as people don't account to over 200 trillion because otherwise they would be incredibly rich and be one of the more rich than, than Elon Musk. Um, that's not accurate. But what it means is though that out of those seven countries, 
Uh, they make over half of the net worth. Uh, that's pretty crazy. USA is the biggest one of that. USA is the richest country in the world. Um, and Elon Musk is completely leading the way. Anyway, so that's there for you there. And so they did that. So he bottled it. Then they made a political movement in front of live TV. Um, you know, he basically pussied out of wearing the armband. That happened there. Then they lost 2-1 to Japan. And because Japan don't agree with the LGBT, they posted a video. I posted a photo of them. I think they were in McDonald's after their victory. With them covering their mouths as a way of mocking the Germans. And rightfully so. And that's why I say don't bring politics into football. You went in to World Cup, the most expensive World Cup that has ever been. One of the most important things to country and people in football. Right? The biggest competition in not only in football, but probably in the whole world. I can't think of a bigger competition than the Football World Cup. Like billions and billions of people watch the Football World Cup. It's the most viewed sport in the entire viewed competition and sport in the entire world, right? It's huge. Um, and you, you did that to not only Qatar, but Japan there as well. It is a very, very risky move. Right? And the only people who are endorsing this idea are people who agree with the LGBT and, you know, the left-wing people, right? It's just that we shouldn't feel sorry for them either. Like, if you want to endorse political movement, do it in a political environment. Do it in... Um, no parliament or on a stage or at a press conference or any environment where political freedom of speech is allowed. If you're doing it in a pitch where people just want to watch or play football, it's complete idiocracy. It just it's stupid. Like believe the entertainment of football to football. So there's that. Um, and they lost 2-1. So hopefully for them, lesson learned. Then England paid USA. Now, after England beating uh, ran 6-2, you think, ah, come on. They should they should buy USA. It should be at least 3-0, right? It should be a good win. They drew to USA. So they beat Iran, and then they lost, then they drew 2-0 uh, to USA. Sadly, uh, Iran beat our country, Wales, 2-0. Uh, yeah, um, this Wales can actually qualify them now. No, I think they can. But um, both USA and Saudi Arabia would have to lose. Um, they would have to score a couple of goals. They would act no. So, um, actually, no. It, yeah, no. It, it is. Yeah, no. Um, Wales can't go through. Um, upsetting, but expected. We also lost to Australia uh, in the rugby as well. We lost thirty nine thirty four, which isn't good uh, as well. But anyway. Uh, that's arrogance and pride view. So there's that. Um, so we lot they, they drew nil nil to Iran, and just a thing we said that we were going to wear the armband. Or oh, sorry, England said they were going to wear the armband. They are warned of the fine and the yellow card. So uh, Harry Kane was the captain, by the way. They went in. Um, I don't think they did the covering mouth, but none of the players there. Harry Kane didn't wear the armband either way. And there was outrage about it, you know, people saying, oh, oh how, how could you not go in and risk, you know, not wearing the armband and not taking the other card? Why can't you just switch up in the armband, da, 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 da. And, yeah, I see where you're coming from. You want to endorse a political idea, but why not just not have the armband there in the first place? Why not just wait and do it in, in an environment 
that politics should be allowed. For example, like, you know, if I went to, you know, like, if I went to, um, let me go into, like, a, um, a wedding, and you're just that awkward guy, like, no, I disagree, I think, I think she should marry me, it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you're ruining a beautiful moment. Like, if you really loved her, why can't you just ask her, you know, somewhere else or, or outside the wedding? Why have you got to do it here? It's just fucking stupid. Big problem in this is that they did politics in the wrong place. Do politics outside football and sports. Leave football alone. So, yeah. And if, ironically enough, since the uh, both countries stated that, that they were going to endorse the LGBT and get him more out there and whatnot, they both had disappointing results. How are Germany losing to Japan 2-1? And how are England after thrashing Iran 6-2, drawing to USA? No, no, I need to drink some more water. There's all this talking. It's making my mouth dry. So there's that. My thought is that any sort of political movement should not be allowed and not be endorsed in football. It's the same with racism as well. Am I against racism? Of course I am. How was racism a good idea in any sort of way? You know, when Martin Luther King made that speech on racism and how it shouldn't be allowed and how all people should be treated fairly, it made so much difference in the USA. Civil rights, human rights were all supported. Black people, all races had the same rights as whites. Before that, in the 50s and 40s, if you were black, you wouldn't be allowed into like a restaurant or anything. If you were Asian or Mexican, that's fine. But if you were black, you wouldn't be allowed in the same restaurant. You couldn't go on the same bus, or you had to go at the back of the bus. You couldn't have the same jobs, you weren't less than them. There were so many different rights. It was a deep, deep struggle for black people then. And then as soon as he made that speech, he made all the change. And of course, there's always going to be different and bad things that happen. Um, Muhammad Ali was a great advocate for racism as well. I think what he's done to support black people in his time when there was a lot of pressure around him was beautiful. And, you know, um, you know, a great actor and you know, a great person in general, Morgan Freeman, was in an interview. And he was asked... Um, What's your, I think this day called um, um, on like Black Day or um, um, it was, I can't remember what it is, but it's a day to, do, to support black people. And he was asked, what's your thoughts on it? Um, and, he, and he said, I don't like it. And he asked, um, why is that? And he says, you're going to um, subject a, a day uh, to, to my race or a day of celebration to, to a race. And he was like, well, you know, it's a day of celebration. And, you know, and he was like, well, um, yeah, but I, I just don't buy it. I just don't like it. And um, um, he counted him and asked him, um, 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 are you, um, are you like religious or anything? Or, oh, no, no, sorry. He asked him, he, so the person interviewed was white. And he said, is there a, um, a celebration for white people's day? And he hesitated, he didn't say anything. And then after a while he said, well, I'm Jewish. And then he goes, okay, well, 
why isn't it a Jewish thing, whatever. And then he, he tried to like say something and stir, but he couldn't say anything. Um, and then he said the same, and then, what he, then he mentioned that, well, and that's why I don't, and that's why I don't think there should be a black, um, a black uh, celebration day, whatever. And then the guy interviewed him said, how are we going to stop racism? And Morgan Freeman said, stop talking about it. That's the easiest way to overcome it. Stop talking about it. Right, Martin Luther King made a speech, there were movements on it, he changed the world, he made laws. It's always going to be problems around anything. Right, even though there's laws on the things like murder, rape, um, theft, um, robbing banks, things like that, and racism, there's always a chance for it to be around. Doesn't mean that it's right, but there's always possibility. And that's just a part of life we have to accept. Right? Even though there's laws, that doesn't stop anyone from doing anything. It just means that the outcome for them won't be in their favor. Right? Simple as that. But he does say that if we stop talking about racism and making it a bigger problem than it already is, then that would avoid all the racism in the first place. And then at the end, at the end, he says, I'm gonna stop calling you a black man. And I would like the um, you know, he said, I'm gonna stop calling you a white man, and I would like it if you stop calling me a black man. Because at the end of the day, we're all different colours, but we bleed the same blood and we all have the same skin. Even if it is a different colour, we all have the same skin. Right, all men have the same gene types and all women have the same gene types, right? It's how it is. It is what it is. And that correlates very much into the world today. Like, you know, don't make anything worse than it's meant to be. There's bad things to happen in football, you know, like things like racism and stuff that happens all the time. But actually endorsing the idea of anti-racism, it's like, you know, if you're doing that, is to stop the people. Essentially, the movement is to stop the people who are being racist, to stop being racist. That doesn't work. Right, the reason which leads them to temptation and to say these things in the first place is potentially they've had a bad story of being disrespected, or they've had some sort of uh, trauma around racism, around those people, around black people or whatever, right? In that specific race, that's what's caused the problem. The moment you start talking about it, they start forgetting about it, and it's not important to them, and then they start mentioning it. We can't control what people do, but we can control how easily it um, is endorsed and reached out. And just like anything, if you try to, it's like um, the idea of anger, right? Like the angrier you get, um, the worse it is for you. Like, I think it's something that the Buddha said, um, being angry is like trying to make someone, uh, change someone in some specific way and poisoning yourself, something like that. You're trying to scare someone, you're trying to stop the person uh, provoking you, but you actually end up uh, hurting and poisoning yourself even more because you're actually antagonizing yourself more because they're not changing. Best way to change someone is just to be stoic, just to, to not react and to not show emotion. Like if someone tries to annoy you, just laugh, just ignore them, or you know, don't antagonize anything. Probably one of the best things that you could do is laugh or smile. Because simply they want a negative reaction. And if you react in a positive way, it just shows that you're strong and you're not affected by it. Um, I go by a rule that if you annoy me multiple times, if you if you know me three times in the same moment, or in, in any sort of moment, really, I have every right to defend myself. And that's when it gets physical. 
So we start pushing and shoving, and that's when it goes to fights. And typically what happens after fights, um, the other person stops annoying you, stops bullying you, stops, stops harassing you. But of course that doesn't always happen because people can always be twats, but it is what it is. That's what life's about. Can't change it. Some people never change. Right, so that's the, the things there. And also um, the idea of endorsing LGBT. Look, politics should stay in political environments. The most beautiful sport in the world, football, one of the best sports to ever lived. The beautiful sport, as Palais said, leave it as that. If you're bringing politics into it, you're making a very risky move, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with endorsing the LGBT. Me, personally, I don't agree with it. That's something that I can talk about in a future episode. But I have no um, nothing against freedom of speech, anything I endorse it. If you want to talk about LGBT, that's fine. You do it in an environment where it's political and not football-based. Um, yeah, so I will talk about different things such as the LGBT in more detail in future episodes. But for today, that is it. That is the whole story. That is everything. Just to end this now, I would love to hear all your thoughts or anything you want to message me. If you want to swear at me and rant to me, and you know, Joe, you're a fucking dick. You should wash your mouth. Ah, ah, ah. Go ahead and do it. Do it on my, my Instagram. Uh, it'd be cool for you to take a follow. Is jbright underscore 2001. I'd love to connect to you. If you want to do that, that'd be great. Do it there. Um, yeah, message, whatever. Give me a follow. I'll be doing more things around that account as well. Not just podcast-based. Something different. Ooh, what's he going to do? Uh, yeah, so... Get uh, you know, go on to that and uh, check my Instagram. Da, 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 da. But that's it for today. That's it for this episode. So the next episode will be something more based around personal personal development, growth. But I hope you enjoy this uh, episode a bit different. Again, I've been your host Joseph Bryan. Uh, enjoy wherever you are in the world. Bye bye.